In this episode of The Full Nerd, we talk to Gordon. Welcome to this special edition of The Full Nerd. Uh, I am your fill-in host, Adam Patrick Murray, and I've been filling in for this guy, Gordon Maung. What's going on, Gordon? Hey, everybody. Haven't seen you in a little bit. Yeah, uh, good to see you. It's definitely been a bit uh, since since we've, we've chatted and, and definitely a, a bit since you've been on the show. Uh, we do want to talk a little bit about, you know, what... Uh, what, what you've been up to, but before that, there has been a couple news items uh, that I want to get to uh, that that have hit recently that uh, I've been really excited to, to chat with you about. So first up, let's let's talk about Cinebench 2024 because we we talked about a, a little little bit of this offline, but like you are thinking this is kind of like a not a good thing for CPU reviewers. It's more for like practical buyers. Well, I, I think the thing is. Cinebench has been around forever. Like we're talking, you know, more than a decade, fifteen years plus. It's been around. You know, people have used it in CPU reviews for such a long time. It has always been a CPU benchmark. There have been some GPU benchmarks. With this version, though, they really lean into the fact that, you know, if you're going to be doing 3D rendering on a machine, you got this big, fat, powerful thing called your GPU. So they, there. It definitely feels like for me, is a little bit of a heartbreak for CP, pure CPU reviews because honestly, you know, Cinebench has been a pure CPU review tool for a long, long, long time now. Uh, but now that they're pushing GPU so hard, just kind of tells you the state of, you know, do you really okay? You have a twenty-four core CPU, but <laughs> you're rendering at a tenth of the speed of your GPU. Why do we care, right? So the fact that they have both and they're actually pushing the GPU portion really hard just kind of tells you maybe CPU and uh, CPU 3D rendering just doesn't matter that much anymore. As a, and as a, as a workload, anybody should even care about, especially, you know, reviewers. Well, I, I mean, luckily, like, R23 is not going anywhere, right? I mean, that can still be used. Like, how long do you think that that will, like, maintain relevancy, I guess, for lack of a better word? <laughs> yeah, it depends on how many people adopt it. And I do think the thing, the, the nice thing about Cinebench is, you know, it, it has been around, there have been so many different versions of it. People adopt it no matter what. So I do think that uh, 24 will be adopted anyway. So then it just comes a matter of time, like, well, if I basically have the last 20 CPU reviews, uh, in Cinebench recorded, and I know those results are still valid and comparable. Do I want to throw all that away to move to R24, and I don't have a full database that I've tested myself? So it gets really tricky, but uh, I do think it'll be the default because it generally hasn't changed. Cinebench is still recognized as you know one of the most popular CPU benchmarks out there. Uh, so I think it will be adopted at the same time. You know, it's always tough as a reviewer to throw away all your numbers and start over again. That's why for a long time, people would run them in parallel. It's like, here's our Cinebench 11 numbers next to the newer version because I didn't have to go. I, didn't, I couldn't go back in time and recreate this test system from seven years ago. So, <laughs> Well, it, it, in some ways, it is actually kind of interesting to be able to see the numbers uh, across Mac and across GPUs. So it's like, oh, you know, I mean, it's it's. 
it's relative, but the the idea of like, oh, okay, well, my CPU is as fast as this Mac or my CPU is as fast as this GPU with this task, it, it's kind of interesting, right? Yeah, I the, you know, it is, it is a cross-platform test. Um, I don't know how many people were actually doing, you know, Cinema 4D or using any of those things on Mac versus, you know, whatever tools that they had, but it is useful, yes. And that is one of the things where... Again, I kind of wonder, like, I want to see, like, okay, I need I need to see my numbers for R23, which, by the way, was the first native, you know, uh, Mac, uh, native ARM, native Apple ARM, Nate, God, let me try that again, is <laughs> the first uh, version that actually had native support for Apple's new ARM architecture. So mm-hmm. that was a big deal for, so everybody wanted to move to R23 because of that, and they wanted to get off of R20 because that was emulated or whatever you want to call it on the on the Mac. But so it wasn't native to the Mac, so people wanted to move to 23. So I, again, I want to see, like, well, if 23, if I have an M2, M1 versus this Intel, this AMD, and I have the same ones for, you know, three different versions, or R20, 24, and I don't see the things drastically shift. Like, suddenly, wait a minute, why is the, why is this Mac version on 24, 12% faster on the Mac than R23 was, then you kind of wonder as a reviewer, like, what changed here? Is it, is it the, you know, they just simply updated the, with the compiler? Have they updated the code? What, what exactly did they change to make it more efficient on the Mac? And then is that actually a fair assessment? You know, did they do that? And then this gets into the whole benchmarking and politics of it. As a reviewer, you want to make sure the benchmarks are somewhat neutral you want to know why they made this change and if they can sort of justify it. Like, this is why we did this. We just think the way we did in R23 maybe just didn't represent the workloads that we were seeing out there. Because again, companies like Maxon, they want to sell a product. They're going to go talk to the developers, the, the, the renderers who are using their product and they are going to go, what are you doing? What do we need to change? How do we need to improve? And if they're changing, they're making that change where the Mac is somewhat better or PC is better, then that's fair. I think that's a very fair argument for why it's a valid benchmark. Um, But if you get this feeling like this doesn't really match reality and it looks like you're just changing this because, you know, frankly, there are benchmark companies that exist not to sell a product like Maxon. They make zero money off of Cinebench. They make it off of their paid products. There are actually benchmark companies that make nothing but benchmarks. And it's really tough when your benchmark company, big company says, hey, you know, we're get, kind of getting our asses kicked here. We have some input on how you implemented this benchmark, and we think you should do it this way based on us talking to our customers and this and this and this. And by the way, you're making us look bad because we're slow on your benchmark. And, you know, we're going to throw free developer money at you. We're going to, you know, basically we're going to have people come in and help you, engineering resources. And, you know, there are some companies that, that do sponsorships, too. So it, it, it gets really tricky. And as a reviewer, you want to try to pick something that you at least feel is fair to the hardware product vendor. So that's that's kind of one of the things. And there's no indication that Maxon and Cinebench would change anything. Again, um, they've been around for a long time because I think, they are generally doing things for their customers. They're not just simply doing it, bending to hardware customers, I would hope. Um, 
And there's nothing to indicate that. So I think, you know, I think um, it'll probably be adopted. But again, you never want to believe everything. You want to go in and sort of investigate as much as you can to say, like, yeah, it's fair. If you start seeing weird things that don't match reality, then, you you, you know, you kind of wonder, you know. Hmm. Yeah, Sorry well, that was a long spiel, but. No, like, it's good. Uh, but I also think, like you said, I do wonder if maybe they're, uh, their user base is like, hey, this isn't really indicative of how the performances on the Mac could be. I don't, we don't know. Or on the other side, like, hey, why do you have the CPU-based render? Like, I, I'm rendering pretty much on the GPU now. Like, so well, why don't you give me something that that's GPU-based? So right, and that's kind of the nice thing with yeah. Cinebench because you know if you look at it. M1, M2 look really well, like they run really well against, you know, i i7 core and, and uh, Ryzen. But it ain't looking that good on GPUs. If you look at pure performance, Cinebench, you know, obviously, especially NVIDIA, but AMD does pretty well too because they got big fat GPUs. And they're, you know, pretty much slaughtering Apple on the GPU performance in that one benchmark too. So I can imagine, you know, that that probably doesn't make people at Apple too uh, you know, happy, but you know, maybe they got something coming that will compete. So, but right now it's maybe. It's, it's, I mean, this is no surprise if you if you actually did not pay attention to only the headlines and the fanboys on you know on on Twitter X, Twix, then you would know that yeah, <laughs> you know, actually Macs are pretty awesome, but you know, GeForce and Radeon were kind of kicking his ass still. So, yeah. Uh, well, speaking of uh, future products, uh, Meteor Lake, uh, you've, you've caught up with uh, the news. Have you, have you been following uh, what Intel announced at Innovation? Yeah, I, I, I followed as closely as I could. A lot of that was watching you know, YouTube videos. Um, by the way, Mark and you have some wonderful videos out of Intel Innovation on it. Uh, Mark also went to Malaysia. Right to get the Malaysia, on the yep. there's a lot of people they did that screening for a lot of reviewers and analysts on. Well, not reviewers, but reporters and uh, analysts on what what they're doing. Um, so I feel like I'm caught up. I haven't gone through all of the technical documentation. I did ask to look at it because I think, oh, maybe I'll be bored. I'm going to read this. But honestly, <laughs> I haven't quite gotten all the energy. It's a lot easier to watch, you know, Mark or you or Steve or the other. Everybody kind of talk about what, what's come out of Ian. A lot of Ian's videos. Um, Ian's videos are great because, like, you know, they have that – that right amount of like, okay, it's a little out of your stretch zone for I'm not that smart as Ian. And then there's like, <laughs> uh, but it's enough to like, okay, I, I get it. I get it. So like it actually helps to watch sort of all different levels of it. So uh, I feel well, like but, I've caught up on enough on Meteor Lake that I am, I'm suitably impressed, I have to say. Right. Okay. And and you feel like it's going to be on the the other side of of the launch it's going to be kind of a, a hard thing for the reviewers to to grasp too i mean it it is i mean if anything like battery tests right like cuz they're talking about being able to just spin up those lpe cores the low power e cores right. and just do the the media on there and it's like okay well then battery life i mean that could just change things tremendously like yeah, that's gonna completely. I mean, that's just gonna have to change how battery. If anything, battery life testing would have to kind of be rethink, right? Yeah, no, Thank I think the hardest thing is you know because I always think of it from a reviewer's point of view because you find out of a new product and you go like, are my testing methodologies even valid anymore? Or are they just kind of? Mm. And you always go like, oh damn! You're like you have to break everything, or you realize 
you're doing it wrong. And I'm, and of course, I know people would have a different opinion on what I mean by doing it wrong. My feeling is, if a product, let's let's be honest, Apple's M1, M2, M1, major tectonic shift, right, for how you review things, how you look at things, the efficiency and performance you could get out of an ARM part. As a reviewer, you kind of, well, are the old tools still valid? Are there new tools that are needed? So I, I'm kind of like, well, with Meteor Lake, are we going to cross that again too where this is now, you know, we're, I don't really know. Um, I guess the performance, it really sounds like, because I'm always a little bit concerned about performance, as, you know, especially on mobile parts, especially in mobile optimized part, but they're saying all the leaks that I've seen kind of indicate like, you know, you're actually getting like Raptor Lake performance out of this. That's pretty damn good. And I will say with Raptor Lake on mobile, the one thing that did not impress me, performance was awesome. Battery life, less so. And, um, you know, it wasn't like um, it wasn't like vendors were disagreeing with me. I, I would I would like, huh, you know, I actually did one to one in the on this platform. And it looks like it's a little worse than Tiger, you know, Tiger Lake 11th gen. And the vendors would be like, yeah, we're kind of seeing that too. We're not, we're not overly blown away by the actual, you know, performance per watt. So like lower power performance on 12th gen and 13th gen. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and that, of course, so that makes me go like, well, Raptor Lake or Meteor Lake now. So we get the 14th gen, technically not 14th gen. I guess it'll be series one, it sounds like. We don't know. We, we don't know. It'll probably know. be series one as a differentiator. So Gen 1, so we're going to go, well, not Generation. So Series 1, we'll just start calling it that. Let's lose the 14 Gen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Series 1 <laughs> of Meteor Lake is so power-optimized, it just makes you wonder, like, wow. Like, in the old days, let's, you know, there's people who would do reviews. They run Cinebench, they run Geekbench. They do battery rundown or however they do it. Maybe they do a couple other tests and that's it, right? Um is that really fair to a product like this that is as power mobilized? Was the story for, I mean, it was a story in some ways, because honestly, again, as an ARM skeptic before Apple's M1 came out, I really expected like kind of the performance we'd seen with Windows ARM laptops were just abysmal, mm. like just, just abysmal, right? They'd always been abysmal. They'd always been like, just like, I'll believe it when I see it. And M1 was like, oh, actually, you can make a really good ARM architecture part that's super efficient and is also super fast. But if I just show off 13th gen kicking the crap out of M1, M2 in multi-core performance, is that really the full message on on M2, you know, M2, whatever the hell, M2 Max or whatever? And I'm I'm really afraid of, like, we can sort of ignore that with Apple and, and PC because, you know, honestly, there's a new Apple launch. You know, we like to fire our missiles at them. They like to fire our, their missiles at us. After about a month, people go away from the headlines trying to get you to come in and clickbait on like, oh, M1 just kicked the crap out of overclock, you know, 13th gen <laughs> on liquid, whatever. That kind of all goes away and people ignore it. They go back to their regular scheduled programming. <laughs> with, I almost said 14th gen with Series 1. <laughs> I don't think we're going to really be able to do that. And it's going to be really hard for reviewers to sort of ignore power optimization thing. I guess the performance is there that we can say like, yeah, you know, look, this is, this is multi-core performance that is still amazing out of this chip. And you're still going to get it at a really good, you know, power performance per watt. 
But I get, I guess as a reviewer, I really want to know more about like, so now, if a, is video rundown going to be enough? Video rundown is the easiest thing in the world because you basically I'll offload all the decoding onto hardware that Intel and AMD and NVIDIA have all set aside to do decode. Basically, the CPU most of the time is doing nothing. It's down to like 600 megahertz, just cruising along. And the, you know, the GPU, the hardware decode is handling it all, and you're basically getting sort of free performance when you're watching movies. So then now you get to, well, if video rundown is still valid for people who watch videos, but it isn't really massive reality, which is reality if I sit down on my laptop and I type on this thing for six hours, seven hours, that's what I want to know what my performance is going to be. That's what, that's what I want to know what I'm going to get out of it. And like, how the hell does a reviewer crack that nut? And that is something that I've been trying to get to a solution to for, again, honestly, in 25 years of doing this. There has, it's been nearly impossible. Like, is there an easy way to benchmark how you use a laptop all day? And make it reproducible where you can say one is better than the other and actually help a consumer make it a qualified buy with an easy to rent benchmark that tells me everything. And I, I have not found it so far. I've tried everything. I've tried like, like okay, maybe browsing. You know, there was a while ago, uh, uh, Babco people, they actually did a benchmark for evaluating the laptops by, you have to set up your own server and then it would go out and it would hit that server because the fear was if you tried to have your computer that you're testing go out across the Internet, the randomness of the Internet, especially 10, 12 years ago, which is much more horrible than today, Internet's terrible. You may even have, like, if you go to the same websites on the same laptop at the exact same millisecond when you click that mouse button, you will get served a different ad on one. And on one one website, it may be a complete media takeover where your entire page gets taken over and you probably crank the clock speeds up and all kinds of things happen. On the other one, it may be a little tiny ad and it doesn't crank the clocks up. And if you're doing that over six, seven hours to sort of gauge browsing performance, I just don't know how useful that's going to be. So this is that, that impossibility of laptop reviewers. Luckily, it doesn't affect desktop people as much. But uh, for laptop reviewers, I just don't know how we're going to get around that because you really want to know. You're really going to want to know if I take next-gen AMD Ryzen, if I take Series 1, and if I take M3 Mac, which is really going to get me the best performance as I run. I'm running Outlook. I'm running Chrome. Maybe doing a couple of things in the background. Photoshop. Photoshop, maybe. And you know the way most people use their computers too and again this is a reviewer thing everybody multitasks you have five applications oh, yeah. running at the same time nobody actually benchmarks that way because that makes the benchmark completely unreliable a lot of the time and you know mm -hmm. multitask benchmarks are are often not done because it is really hard to do so again i'm just i'm just saying how bad it's going to be for reviewers as much as it's going to be bad for gp reviewers because <laughs> damn think about it like how the hell am I going to evaluate FSR 3, DLSS 3.5, you know, XESS, whatever, and then, like, all these different upscaling technologies, how do I evaluate performance and how do I evaluate 
you know, visual quality at the same time on this. I, I, it's going to suck. That's why being a CPU <laughs> yeah. reviewer is the best job in the world. So, by the way. <laughs> well, the, yeah, I, I mean, at Innovation, they, there was a lot of talk around two things specifically. One of them was that, that uh, power for performance, you know, efficiency kind of thing. Uh, and talking about how, hey, that's, that's going to be a, a big thing for Meteor Lake. Then also on the other side, hey, Gordon, have you heard of this thing called AI? Uh, yeah. How, 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 how can we bench AI? There was, I mean, Intel was pretty quick. Anytime we, you know, people kind of talked about AI, how's it going to fit into the future? How could we benchmark it? Things like that. They were like, we don't know yet. We just want to get the hardware out there. And, and then hopefully the, the use cases will come. Right. Uh, I mean, the Intel did have use cases to show off. Um, you know, I, I, I did a video of what they were showing off on the floor. But yeah, well, where, where where are you at right now with uh, with the the AI PC as uh, Intel's calling? Huh. It? I mean, it's interesting because again, it, for me, the problem is where do you get the where are you getting the AI performance from? And then I would argue that I've been doing you know AI, AI testing for years now. Um, we've used Topaz photo and video AI as tests as a, there's upsampling, there's sharpening, you know, for videos. And, you know, a lot of that has been, you could, early on it was driven by CPU only because that was like, one of the tests was I would take a CPU or we take a Topaz photo AI and, and I would up, I would upscale the image and you would run that on the CPU because early on in four years now, three years ago, three or four years ago, you you couldn't run it on your GPU, right? So it would basically run on Intel only at the time. Bad luck AMD, uh, bad luck NVIDIA, but it would only run on Intel, and, you know, it was a performance advantage, and that was using AI for, you know, as part of its upsampling. I think those use cases will be valuable. Um, the hard thing to me uh, is... As a reviewer, because, again, you're trying to pick a neutral platform, mm -hmm. you want to pick what people are going to use. You want to pick something that's kind of open. Although open doesn't, I would argue, you know, because a lot of people say you should only use open source benchmarks. I mean, I guess yes and no, unless nobody's using those open source benchmarks, right? Like whatever those benchmarks are based on. Is it more valuable as a hardware reviewer if you're giving practical advice to somebody buying something? <laughs> And you're basing it on a benchmark that doesn't actually get the consumer the correct performance advice. If I'm running, say, so we've already, there actually is AI already implemented in Photoshop. I imagine Adobe being the force it is, we're going to see a crap metric ton of more AI-based uh, photo uh, upsampling and all kinds of manipulation that we're going to see out of Photoshop and Lightroom and all of its products. Uh, and then I think we're also going to see performance come from different buckets too, right? So maybe some of it's going to be run on CUDA. Maybe some of it will be run on, on OpenVINO, so Intel's. They may just be running on, or maybe some of it's running on the, you know, whatever the, the stuff AMD is. Everybody, it's entirely possible we are going to see performance come from different buckets in the exact same application based on the hardware that you have, right? So, like, maybe... If you have Intel and NVIDIA, it's better. Maybe on the other one, if you have AMD and and Intel graphics, maybe we just we just don't know. So I think as a reviewer, you're going to want to pick something that you think is fair 
and representative so that you can give, because ultimately to, to me, I, I view my job as a reviewer. I take it very seriously because people are asking, well, I'm going to spend my money on something. What's some practical advice you can give me? Right. And that's why we always, when we talk about it, we always talk about, you got to, you got to base it on what you're going to do. If you're going to go watch some a-hole like Gordon on the internet telling you, oh my God, the best Cinebench <laughs> R23 scores in this eight pound gaming laptop that weighs 10 pounds or 12 pounds with the power supply and sounds like a, you know, jet taking off. <laughs> uh, and all you basically do is sit there and work in Chrome or office all day. That's just the wrong thing. You got to, you have to tailor for what you're going to do. And I think as a reviewer, we're going to want to pick the things that give, you know, people who we think are representative of um, consumers, the right buying advice. You know, sometimes that will be, I need, I need 128 cores of just pure CPU x86 performance. Pretty easy answers there. Sometimes it'll be, you know, maybe you need a big fat GPU. And I think, we're going to have to pick the tools for AI that will give us the right answers. And that part of, again, that is like the thing that's winning. Uh, people hate um, closed infrastructure, but, I mean, NVIDIA has a huge lead with CUDA performance. If you're making AI performance recommendations, but you're not recommending the hardware because you're not testing CUDA performance, is that actually a realistic, is that useful buying advice for the person who's watching you that's expecting good advice. If they want to get into doing machine language models or whatever the blah, 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 AI stuff they're throwing out there, if they want to know, <laughs> and it's all in a, it's all a CUDA world, what are you going to tell them? So I think that's the responsibility of hardware reviewers, you know, and that that's always something that everybody wrestles with because you want to keep things up to date, you want to be fair, and at the same time, you also don't want to make it so unrealistic it's of no value to the person trying to you know buy the hardware they're spending their money based on what you're telling them so i i take that seriously and i think the vast majority of reviewers take that seriously so they may have different I mean, perspectives it, on it but they take it very seriously well it, you, you do make a, a good point and then also the the idea of uh like what what are you benchmarking against like when we did that 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 ryzen ai video we were like, okay, well, one evaluation is, hey, all the background blur and stuff worked best on the the GeForce part, but it was the most uh, the, the the one that used the most power. So, you know, did you want something that that used less power? Like, what what is the best there? It's different than running Cinebench and being like, okay, well, bigger bar better, uh, as you always like to put it. I mean, same thing. Like you mentioned with the the GPU stuff, it's like okay, it's no longer hey, which GPU gives me the the most FPS? Well, what if you factor in these other up, upscaling things? But then you got to look at the quality of each upscaler, and it's like it it starts to make things even more complicated. I I, th I think it's almost kind of the same thing here with AI, right? Yeah, no, because I mean, even I've done <laughs> so when I was doing um, it must have been the days of Tiger Lake launch. So we're talking. 2020 i can't remember when tiger lake launched but um mm. i would do cpu based i i was using an early uh, ai based uh photo sorter it was a benchmark um the people who do nero do it they actually have integrated mm. into their current free benchmark on the store by the way it uploads the results so be aware if you're going to do it that way 
Um, but they had a standalone benchmark that you could run that evaluated sorting photos. So you could, you would tell it to. Uh, they had a benchmark itself that had a you know a small assortment of like 100, 150 photos that it would sort using AI to you know the bin them out to say what kind of photo they are to sort them out and say what what's in this photo what's you know that kind of tagging, and they actually mm -hmm. had an application it was based on. I actually ran the application it was based on, and I ran it against my own say like a. Like I took about a thousand uh, pictures at a plane show, a jet. Uh, uh, what the hell? I can't remember. They're called air shows. So basically, in America, yeah, they have them overseas <laughs> too. But basically, it's a it's a cool stuff for people to show off their cool um, uh, uh, military jets. But so I, you mm -hmm. know, I go I go with some buddies. We used to go shoot these things on film or on digital, and then you know I'd come back with like if you've ever shot an air show, you come back with three thousand photos, and you know twenty five hundred of them. Actually, 2,800 of them are out of focus and useless. <laughs> Whoops. But so what I did is I basically ran, you know, about 1,000 plane photos, and I asked them to sort, and a bunch of other photos that I had, like bicycles and other stuff. And I asked them to do, this, to do the photo recognition, mm -hmm. and the results were actually different sometimes. Like, you would do the whole set. Like, wait a minute. This photo, it was, it was tagged incorrectly, and it was really weird, right? Like, hmm. and you would think, okay, again, I'm doing this. This is all CPU based. As a CPU reviewer, I know like, you know, this one's faster. This one sorted it, but the fact that it actually got one wrong, it made it like, wait a minute, or was it wrong, or why the hell did it sort one in the wrong place? And you kind of think about like, that's going to get a little weirder as we get more into AI because like, I could clearly see like this photo of a jet does not belong with bicycles. Mm. Um, how am I going to do that with some of the stuff that's going to be happening with AI with like it's writing stuff for you, it's editing the photo for you and, or the details are in the devil where it's such minute detail. You're not going to be able to see it as a reviewer. Are you going to actually have to pull that and then run a bit by bit comparison to make sure you're getting the same thing in the other side? I mean, that would really suck. And there's been times <laughs> when you kind of have to do that because, you know, maybe you're not really getting the, the same result. Right. So, that's gonna suck. Yeah, I, I just—it's a scary world because, you know, the days of, you know, uh, 1998 where you run five canned benchmarks and you're done. Uh, that's not the world we live in right now. So, and I will say actually that's not true because they were cheating back then. So, there was lots of cheating back then. Lots of cheating. Well, but but overall, overall, it does seem like you're you're excited for Meteor Lake and kind of this the shift in a tile-based architecture. For Intel. Yeah, no, I, and again, you know, um, it's, you know, again, so the caveat with Intel, especially the execution over the last few years, although I would argue, and I don't know why people would even argue against me, but I would argue Alder Lake, Rocket Lake, not Rocket Lake, gosh, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> pretend I didn't say that one. And Raptor Lake were really successful launches. 12th Gen put them back in the game. 13th Gen made them, you could argue all day that it was as good or better than its rising counterpart, right? There was, there was valid ground besides you being crazy. But before that, it's been, been nothing but bad news for um, process, right? They haven't been, they've been held back by 14 nanometer. We all live through that now. You've actually, the cool thing about this phase now that I think is really cool is you have now all lived through a bad Intel phase. Now, I've been doing this long enough I think the only person I can think of that's even close, maybe Igor, 
maybe Steve would harbor in box. I did not believe, I didn't, because Steve would have to be, it feels like he'd have to be like 12 when he started, but it feels like, Steve, has he really been doing, he's been doing this as long as I have practically. But there are very few people in this world still covering hardware that have watched Intel fumble the ball. And I've done it long enough where I've seen Intel fumble the ball twice. So, um, this last time for Intel was really, really bad. And it really kind of was, I think, I really like, are they really, you know, that's what we've kind of, there's a lot of people like, oh, this is so ugly. How do they come? It's just all the naysaying and the bad execution across different units and those kind of scary things. With Meteor-like and the fact that they are saying we're going to do, what, three processes in four years, something insane like that, it really makes me, it really kind of makes you think, whoa, maybe, you know, Intel is really back, right? Maybe Intel's really back. And I kind of like you, the thing now though, is they've kind of burned up that capital where you just like, I'm just not going to believe it. I'll believe it when we see it at this point. But if Meteor Lake launches on time and the, the power optimizations and this, this really crazy Lego world where you can just Lego stuff together to make a new CPU or make it better or faster for certain purposes is you know going to be i think going to be a really big deal i I just get that feeling i often go off gut feelings which obviously is not as reliable as a bench as a benchmark but you always go like man they really just like they really just they just seem to have a, they have that they have a step that it feels like i haven't seen in a long time and um when a long time we're talking what pre seventh gen last time intel was filling its oats was one thousand seven hundred twenty three dollars right for uh <laughs> was a 10 core cpu yeah right yep. kind of hit that wall yep. and it was just like okay that's crazy but it just it feels like it feels like i'm excited for it because i think you know intel is they 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 feel like they want to fight they want to fight not just amd because frankly um a move on mobile is not a big deal because Intel still owns mobile against AMD. They still have sizable, sizable market share. But I kind of think Meteor Lake is really going to like, you know, we're going to, they're going to pick up the fight and go at Apple, I think, this time too. I think, you know, that to me is a really un unsaid thing here is like people are going to really see this as Intel and AMD. AMD has been doing wonderful in mobile. You know, you can't say they've got a lot of design wins, a lot of laptops. They've never been in this position ever before in mobile. Mobile is extremely important, but I think the real battle here is Intel and, and Apple because if Meteor Lake comes out and it really clocks whatever Apple has and it goes up with it, then people are going to like, oh, you know, and the thing for Apple is, do they really have incentive to go to war with Intel to keep pumping up performance of these laptops when their entire, it seems like their entire design is based on performance of iPhones, iPads, and laptops, keeping them kind of the same. That's why, honestly, mm -hmm. their desktops have been, you know, not super exciting. You know, like the iMacs, you thought we would have gotten more out of those iMacs on M M1, M2s, but it was no big deal, right? You kind of, it almost feels like Apple's like, we've hit our success, we've made a fantastic CPU, we've got everybody on our island, they're not going to leave, they're not going to leave for Intel, let's not even worry about it, and they're just going to sort of ignore it, and I don't know if that's going to be good for apple customers long term because if intel basically is going to pound on apple and they're going to pound on amd and also they also have to worry about uh qualcomm you know i i think i think they're 
this could be a very interesting couple of years here. So I, that's why I'm excited for it. But again, you know, they, they burn up a lot of capital. They've said all these chip launches are going to be coming in so many years. We better see it because if they don't come, then people are going to be like, oh, no, all over again, right? So that's <laughs> yeah. a scary thing to me because uh, that would not be good in a lot of ways. But I, I just get the feeling you don't. You would think they've learned their lessons. They don't want to get ahead of their skis, as everybody says. You know, they don't want to like, yeah, we're going to, oh, no, we're not going to, you know. Yeah, that would break well, everybody. We'll, they would just like, oh, my God, really? All over again, you know? <laughs> well, we'll see. Uh, December, what is it, 17th, I think, is the official launch. So, I mean, we, we've got a, a couple more months. It's uh, yeah, it's coming up. I'm excited, right, because they're talking M3. I really wonder if that, to me, is the interesting thing is where their Apple has just gotten – have they gotten too comfortable? I know people are like, oh, M2 was disappointing because it wasn't a big uplift. Yeah, I guess. It was decent for what it is. But, I mean, are they really going to be pushing that hard? I just I just don't know. I just don't know. I it, I kind of think Apple's in their DNA just to sort of ignore it. Because people on Apple, they're just not going to change. They're just they're there for Apple. So Yeah. Yeah, that's how I feel too. But we'll see. We will see the, a lot more to come. Through the end of the year, um, but yeah, speaking speaking of uh, the end of the year and and what's to come, I think um, before we wrap it up here, we, we should talk about what's what's going on uh, what's going on with you. Um, obviously, you haven't been on the the, the show for a while, uh, so you know a lot of people have been asking what's going on and why you haven't been on the show. And and uh, you know, I've obviously been wanting to respect your privacy on this stuff yeah. but um are, are you ready to talk about what's what's been going on yeah now or? yeah i think i am you know initially there's a shock of course and um you know the, no secret i've been gone I suddenly disappearance i didn't get Thanos snapped off the planet um but uh i am i i'll update you i wasn't sure whether you know it's something you know because a lot of people would say like well it, you know people don't you know they don't have to they don't have a right to know my medical status, but I do feel like I, you know, I have a connection. I have a responsibility to the community. Um, you know me, I know you, I feel like, you know, again, we're all sort of in the same nerdhood as we would say. And I, I feel like, um, it'd be wrong just to simply, you know, vanish and hopefully, you know, not, not knowing. So I just kind of feel like I, I hate it when it happens to the stuff that, uh, I watch and they just kind of like go away. You don't know whatever happened to. So, um, I do feel like, uh, I do at least owe you information, which is, uh, I will say, I'm. This came as a shock to me because initially, um, where I ran LTT, I got results back that actually were the complete opposite, and I was like, oh no, things. This is some other issue, but um, it's much more serious actually. Even than that, uh, it turns out I am finding cancer. Uh, I've been finding cancer now uh, for about a month and a half, uh, a couple months. I'm not sure the exact timeline, but. Uh, basically it's, uh, it's a, it's a pretty serious cancer. Uh, I'm in, uh, under, under, I, I'm taking chemotherapy, uh, where they are trying to reduce the size of the tumor, uh, with the chemotherapy. The numbers are trending in that regard well, uh, but there is a long way to go. Um, it has been hard. I will say this has been very hard. It's the most challenging thing in my life. Uh, so it's been, okay, I can imagine. Yeah, it's been pretty hard. It's been pretty hard. But well, uh, and yeah, I mean, we we we've been chatting obviously, and uh, you know, the 
you know, thinking about you and, and uh, missing you, of course, uh, you know, and miss having you on the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, any any insight into, you know, kind of the, the, the future of things and, and how uh, if, if you want to come back to, oh. to coming on the show and whatnot? I definitely want to come back to the show. It's actually the one thing that can say. It just kills me. It just kills me to... <laughs> And I was telling Mark this, too, because, you know, he, you know, uh, Mark Hockman, by the way, has been doing wonderful coverage. Um, like and subscribe his videos here. Uh, <laughs> I was talking to Mark and like the re it's the reporter in me. The hardest thing about this, obviously, this is completely hard because I'm the one with cancer. My family's going through what I'm going through. My close family and friends are going through, you know, what I'm going through. So it is horrible. But the hardest thing, it's kind of funny, is like. Oh, damn. I hate to miss the story. You just like, it just really like, I don't get the, you know, I, if I'd been well, I would have liked to have gone to LTT. I would have gone to Malaysia. I would have gone to, you know, Intel Innovations because I hate missing a story. All reporters hate missing stories. And this has been like really hard. Like, this has been exciting. You know, you see Meteor Lake. We see all the, all the other, other launches, uh, all the other news that has been talked about. The 12 volt high power, the 12 volt, you know, two by six, all this other stuff. You know, Apple doing USB-C. And all I can do is basically sit here, not do anything. And it's real, just kind of like, just kind of sucks. And, you know, I think um, that has been one of the hardest things. I, I definitely want to get back to being on the show more often. Hopefully a live stream would be great because then I can answer questions. Um, and, you know, I just I want to get back to it. I watch like you know the entertainment. Like I watch other live streams. I watch Hub. I watch you know uh, Gamers Nexus. I watch Steve, everybody. You know, it just you're like okay, this is cool, but you know, it's always hard to watch from the sidelines. So that I, I tell you, that's the hardest thing. Anybody who has to do it from the sidelines, I know it's a little crazy, but you know, I guess that probably tells you about somebody who has been doing this uh, for 25 years and. Uh, Still enjoys doing it, so it's it's really it's real it's a real bummer. So I really, one hundred percent focused on getting there, and I believe I will get back there. Um, believe me, these are the kind of things you face your mortality, and it is real here. It makes you think about a lot of things. But uh, I've been hearing from a lot of people, a lot of support from a lot of people, and it's just reminded me that. I will get across that line. And I will do it because I have the support of my friends, my family, and my community. And you are my community. Earlier I said there would be no crying in this because there is no crying in PC building. But uh, I'm sorry. To be a major bummer. Don't even be sorry. But uh, anyway, I will be back. And... Um, and I will be back Definitely. through the strength of everything, including the good people who watch and enjoy what we do. So I just want to say that. Well, thank you. And uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I definitely miss you. Uh, you know, uh, being at Intel Innovation was kind of the first uh, trade show um, covering some, some news and announcements and stuff, not having you there. And I was texting with you <laughs> some of the, some of the new stuff. So thank you. Uh, you know, for, for helping me with that stuff. And, but yeah, I could definitely tell that, that you were missing uh, being in the thick of things too. I mean, oh, even before, even before any of this stuff, I mean, you've always been somebody who, who wants to, you know, chase the story and, 
and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to to have you get back in the the swing of things and you know whatever that looks like in the future. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, you you talk about uh, su- support um, and how how people can can help you out. Um, you know, I know that's probably going to be a, a question a lot of people are going to have is is wanting to know you know how how they can help you or your family or do you have any any ideas or well you know well wishing on that end i mean it's kind of crazy but you know i mean knowing people out there and they care means a lot so you know do it whatever way you you want to feel like it you know like just i think uh just to know that people are out there and they care that matters so you know again you know this is an intense thing i'm going through and uh you know most of it's spent with my family so uh, I appreciate it. But, you know, I, again, yeah. the community we have built is, is amazing. So I, I think I loving watching that through YouTube, reading stories and other things is, is to me, is the coolest thing ever. So Yeah, yeah. And I mean, especially just, I mean, I, I still feel so blessed, uh, you know, working with you and, and getting to hear all the all the stories and the history that, that you've been through and, and like seeing other people in my my situation too, and be like, oh yeah, like Gordon's Gordon's awesome. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm excited to. I'm not a good compliment you, taker, as Adam will tell you. So. <laughs> no, no, no. But you know, he you do important work, uh, and it's made a difference in my life and in everybody else's life. And I'm excited to to continue that that work. And I I feel I feel lucky lucky to be a part of it. So no, and Adam, you've been you know yeah. been wonderful. I mean. <laughs> We built all this without, you know, without you, it would not have been possible. So, everybody, please support Adam in this time. It's tough. It's really tough. In fact, he's going through his first review right now. So, I'm trying to walk him through all the landmines you run into. So, I do want to I, I do want to see at the end what your experience is because you're reviewing stuff that's coming out. You're going to be you're prepping for it. And uh, I uh, I kind of want to uh, – I want to hear what you have to say about it. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I – I feel lucky to have have you at my back uh, to, to help me. <laughs> like it's just like, man, if I were having to figure this stuff out on my own, I'd yeah, it's not uh, not the same. So to like any time I'm stressed out, I'm just like, hey, it's okay. You know, Gordon has taught me well. He uh, you know he he's got my back if I got any questions and helping me out. So yeah, I so I appreciate I, it. I think you I should document it, it as well because I mean the how the sausage is made. I think a lot of people are like, man. Some of this seems kind of half-assed. Uh, you know, there's reasons why it seems half-assed, but there's usually a logical reason why everybody sort of does things. They start, sort of have to do it. You sort of forced into a corner. You don't want to be there. So there's times when you just have to. And it's something, you know, the Internet needs to understand. For all hardware reviewers, you make hard choices sometimes, and sometimes they don't pay off the way you hope they would. So, so. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Once again, I, I I love working with you. Excited to, to excited to have you back. Um, in the meantime, yeah, you know, definitely everyone give support uh, how how you can and and uh, but also know that you know Gordon and his family need need time and space in this. Uh, you know, we're we're going to continue to to do the show and and coverage and stuff like that. Um, and, and yeah, you know, you're, you're you've you've been watching. Uh, you know, so so I thank you for <laughs> participating in that stuff. But um, is is there anything you you want to share before we we wrap it up? And yeah, like you know, I was thinking like inter- Gordon's internet message message for the internet. Um, it can go two <laughs> ways, although there'd be two messages. So I just I already said my bit for reviewers. You know, 
be 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 a little cooler at the reviewers. They, the reviewers have hard jobs to do, whether they're reviewing GPUs or laptops or uh, or CPUs. It may not always be up to what you want, but you know, take it easy sometimes. The, I think though the message uh, that I did want to bring up because I've been thinking about it a lot because uh, with my absence, I've heard from people that are like. You know, I've talked to you in this industry for a long time, you know, 20 years. I've been doing this for 25 years. A lot of people I've talked to have been doing it just as long. And these are people are like, what's up? You haven't, you know, you, because you never miss out on this stuff and you've been gone. So people have been kind of wondering. Um, so they would reach out to me. And I kind of realized from talking to these people, especially when you talk to people that have been, they've literally been doing this. Their, this passion of theirs called the PC, which happens to be our passion as well. You know, oftentimes that's desktop, but it can be all things PC. But talking to these people that are in the PC industry across the different uh, hardware disciplines that are out there, you realize, you know, I think people need to take it easy on vendors sometimes. And I, and I don't mean to, you don't want to lay down and give them your money and be a sucker. Um, but what I think people need to realize, and this is especially important to me because, you know, over the last couple months, I've heard from a lot of people that have been doing this for a long, long, long time. And these are people who they, yeah, sure. You, you know, if, if you're really technical, you're really smart, you've got your, you can do a lot of different things. And you say like, you're good in marketing, you're good in this there. You can move on and make into industries that make a lot more money than the PC. The PC industry is not exactly a high margin industry most of the time. Sometimes it can be. Most of the time it isn't like this super, you're gonna make a million dollars. But I guess my message is for people to understand that a lot of those people that are building this hardware, that are designing GPUs, um, that are making these games and for the people making CPUs and designing a new case or doing engineering on a new power supply, a lot of them do it because they really just, they just love it. They have a passion for it. There's no different than me who I've been basically in the reviewer side of the seat for 25 years. And if you're an old timer and you've been into the PC for 20 plus years, these same people are on this, they're into it too because they're like, uh, they know when they made a turd product, right? And they know it, and they know like, oh, man, that sucked. And we're getting beat up on this because, yeah, we kind of blew it. They know this. Um, and they, <laughs> the people who make it know exactly what they did wrong in every single product. And I, I guess the, my message for the Internet is just to take it easy sometimes on the vendors because the vendors are not all out there just simply to fleece you. You can't simply immediately start screaming to high heaven that they're here to rip us off and they just want to charge us more without giving me nothing. It's way more complicated than that. And I think, again, hearing from people that have been doing this, like, man, it's just like, it's amazing to think. I'm sure they're thinking, like, what the hell are you still doing this stuff for, Gordon, after 25 years? But for them, they have been doing PC stuff for a long, long, long time because they love the PC. They are no different than you, the customer, except they also sell the stuff. Yeah, sometimes they make a bad one. Sometimes they make a good thing. But I guess I want people not to make it so personal on everybody. It shouldn't get so personal on the reviewers. 
it shouldn't get so personal and people making hardware and it shouldn't get so pe personal and people on the internet because honestly there's people on the internet that you know give you know people on the internet a bad bad impression and the vast majority of the internet that I've enjoyed interacting with for so long and the readers and the viewers 90% of the people are just cool ass nerds they love hardware they love technology and they just want to be into it. So everybody's, if everybody's really that cool, maybe we can all remember that about each other and just, just take it down a notch and just, just, just be okay with everybody for once in a while. So that's my, that's my simple message. Everybody just <laughs> chill out once in a while. Well, thank you. But yeah, don't I mean, do rip I, you off, obviously. <laughs> well, and I, I do feel like, I mean, that's something we've always tried to work for is that, you know, like, hey, it's, it's one thing to review a product and, and say where the strengths and weaknesses are and, you know, the pricing details, things like that. Uh, you know, it's it's one thing to, to look at those things, but it's another thing to, to build a community and, and uh, you know, of people who are like-minded, who are just trying trying to find what they, they want and, and build a PC. Uh, because at the end of the day, I mean, I love building PCs. Like, yeah, sure, there's some bad products here and there, and and there's good products, and but... I just love building PCs, and I think most of our audience out there is in the same boat. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm thankful to them, and, and I mean, and that's that's driven by by you, Gordon. So uh, you're. Uh, <laughs> and, and, I mean, again, it's, it's, it takes it takes three to dance. It takes a it takes a consumer. Actually, you don't need the press, actually, but you know, we still tell you stuff. But it takes somebody <laughs> building it and somebody buying it, and of course, we write about it so you know what to buy or what not to buy. So that's that's useful. We also talk about it too, so on YouTube. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I just people just need to relax sometimes. It's just not not everything has to be a blood feud, right? He's like, oh, like to me, what's interesting is when I hear about a real big screw up. A lot of people just kind of want to see the suffering. They want to know, like, they want to. And I'm not here for the suffering. I just, some people just kind of want to see them. Oh, it's their turn now. They need to be raked over the coals for this thing they did. 15 years to me by selling me this whatever. And I really am not into that. To me, as what's way more fascinating is like when there's a major, major screw-up, as I want to know what the decision was behind that screw-up. Because don't you always right. want to know, like, right. you didn't yeah. see this train coming. You really did not. And, like, I think some, some vendors really don't honestly see the trains not coming. And... You know, and I think some of them do see it coming, but they just know like, oh, we really blew this. You know, but like all companies, how many, I mean, we all work there, right? You're like, oh, why is this? Why is this person working at my company? They are impeding it to my job and us actually increasing profits, right? They're still working at your company. They're still in charge of something, and they're still doing something that you think they are completely unqualified for. Yet they are still doing it. And that populates every single corporation on the planet. So just think about that. So that's why those yeah. things get made sometimes. I still want to know who made that choice, you know. But you do wonder because, like, oh, boy. Because, you know, it seems like a disaster. Like, you could see it coming 10 miles away. How could they not see that? But they, they often don't. And you got you got to wonder. Yeah. Well, uh, Yeah. So so many so many stories out there. So many stories. Uh, thank you, Gordon, and and we'll uh, we'll definitely get some more stories from you. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I think you know we're, we've been in touch, obviously, and 
you know, any anytime we have some updates to to share uh, on the show or on the channel or over on our Discord, uh, I'll, I'll definitely uh, be able to do that too. So, yeah, let us know, you know, how things are going and and uh, you know if there's anything that that we can do to help out. But I mean, I think I can speak for myself. But you know, please please get better. Please do what you need to do. You know, um, we're we're here for you. We we care about you and. I, I care about you, uh, you know, and, and I I'm excited to to get get back to to doing some some fun videos with you. So me too, me too. I've already yeah. missed out on so <laughs> much in news already. LP DDR, LP cam, keep going. Twelve two V twelve V W two H. We already talked about that earlier. All the stories. <laughs> I didn't even so wait. Was which stuff. which screwdriver did you get LTT though? Oh well, well actually, uh, up. did you get my extra bits though? Yes. Yeah, speaking speaking of LTX, uh, I was I was gonna I was gonna tell you about this later, but yeah, I did I did get a, a whole bag oh. of uh, extra bits for you. They charge you uh, like a handling fee. There's probably a Canadian handling fee. <laughs> no, no, it was it was super cheap. Uh, I, I I got to build my own, uh, and then I, I I built one for the set too. Uh, also got a, a shirt for me or for oh, you nice, from from Pedro. Uh, from Pedro. Yeah, over at PCMR. Uh, and then also a, um, I, I've been meaning to, to tell you about this and, and show you this. Uh, we had a, a, an awesome person show up, uh, Dave, I'm not going to, uh, reveal too much, but he, he came by with a, uh, with a magazine and, and he was hoping that, hoping that you get, uh, to, to sign it for him. And, and I was like, oh, unfortunately, uh, Gordon couldn't be here, but if you don't mind, uh, I'll, I'll take this back and. And have Gordon sign this and, and ship it back to you. So, yeah, the two thousand one. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I I love that machine. I think that this uh, th this is the case that Will has in his garage, right? I think he's talked about dropping it Maybe off. Maybe two thousand two. I got it wrong. Two thousand two TII. I think right. Yeah, this is the two thousand two. Yeah. It, so, so you know, I we should we should you know <laughs> if I I we should try to do look at some old issues of that and also you yeah. know. I wanted to talk about some old issues of PC World. We still got to do those old issues of PC World too. So definitely, yeah, they're showing off the. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's the Cooler Master ATC 110 had a Pentium four overclocked to 2.85 gigahertz. <laughs> this had a CPU heatsink. That's it. That's all the CPU heatsink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For for a dream machine, magazine craft, magazine craft, folks. <laughs> But you should look at the photo, though. Look at the photos for that. Yeah, no, this is this is fun time. So yeah, hopefully. Uh, no, look for that cover story. Know. So the magazine, oh, like, like it, classic magazine stuff. Like you do crazy things for magazine I know, covers. Right? I don't know what it is, but like if people say like, "Oh, we're shooting a magazine cover," like, "Oh, serious? The president's here." Really, it's really they're like, "The president's <laughs> here." Everybody stand back. No, we're shooting a magazine cover. I know it's just a serious stuff. <laughs> Yeah, no. I, well, there's I like that PC sitting in a road with a car, I think, right? No, it's it's really for for this one. Yeah, I, I didn't. I'm not. I'm not seeing any. Uh... No, it's in there somewhere. But yes. Oh, here it is. Oh, oh goodness. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, think about that. And spray paint. You get that yeah. car. You get the you get the case. You the photo shoot. <laughs> it really is like. See there. Wait, who's who's the guy in the car? I think he's the Wait, owner of the a... car. Oh, uh, okay. So he's the so owner of the say, car. Like, oh, uh, Sean. Casey and his immaculate turbo live. Yeah, just a half. That hour was a north that was a John Phillips hookup. So John Phillips, who uh, is uh, my boss's boss, he's a B, he was a B, I don't know if he's still a BMW guy or not, but he's a BMW guy. So that was his that was his that's that was his funny. idea. 
And I will tell you, oftentimes, well, I'll tell you the secret of all magazines, and I've, I've worked out a few, but I guess the same thing in newspapers, too. The idea was like, wait a minute. Why don't we do this thing that I like, because I'm the boss, and we're <laughs> going to build around this theme. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's exactly what happens at all places. And you do that because they're your boss. So, but I mean, it worked out. It worked sure. out really well. So, yeah. but yeah, no, there, 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 there are times when you when you do the, you know, I didn't realize this, Adam. So I don't want to drag this too long. So mm -hmm. the photographer Mark Medeo, wonderful mm -hmm. photographer, by the way, mm -hmm. who shoot all of the all of the covers and everything for the magazine. He bought a, so he would shoot them on medium format. In fact, we even bought a Hasselblad. So it was a medium format Hasselblad digital body, and we're talking back when you know that was like a cost of a car kind of thing and i never realized why until just now but when you show up and the bigger the camera is and the bigger the tripod the more serious it is then it really is like the president's here right because then the people like they freak sure. out like oh yeah because this is like this is a cover shoot for vanity fair or something like that well okay this is a this is a computer magazine but people are like they just clear out of the way they do anything for it. no so it's like good point you have that big ass hazelblad like people like oh that Gigantic tripod that get out of the way. So. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah. Good. Good times. Good times. So love hear, hearing about the, the the old magazine stuff. So we'll we'll have to yeah. talk more more about that stuff. But anyway, uh, thank you for for taking the time to, to chat with me, Gordon. I, I appreciate it. Thank you for sharing uh, what you're going through. And yeah, I'm thinking about you all the time. Uh, I, I, I text you all the time too. So, yeah. you know, if, if I'm ever bugging you too much, just no, no. be like, eh, get out of here. Definitely, <laughs> um, you know, and yeah. I like being still involved in the technical stuff as much as possible. I don't want to come back and be like, Buck Rogers, you've missed 500 years or something like that. You don't even know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely well looking forward to getting you back um but for for this episode let's uh let's wrap it up um i'm not gonna do the usual outro you know he, you know where to find us uh but a, another podcast uh provider has bit the dust gordon oh no because um, uh, uh google google podcasts is no longer uh a thing so uh yeah we, we lost uh not spotify um stitcher we lost stitcher and now we've lost Google Podcasts, so uh, really, yeah, we're, I, we're we have to amend the the ending on that one as well. So wonderful. <laughs> Do you think Google anyway. when they when you like when you they start your unit at Google, nobody's going to know this except for real nerds, science fiction nerds. <laughs> Do you think you get your life flower right here? Is it my right hand? Oh, or is it the right hand the, or is it this? Which is the hand? That, I think it's the left hand, right? Logan's Run, uh, by the I, way. Logan's Run. Logan, for you. Logan's Run, awesome movie. What is awesome he talking movie. about? <laughs> The logo is good. good yeah, but it's like uh, for I Google, mean, it probably starts, but it starts blinking red. It's like, hey, wait, 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 wait. We just started. Yeah, I know it's Google. You got like two years tops, buddy. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Well, I, if anything, I miss your your movie analogies on the show. Uh, I do, definitely do not bring the same amount of movie analogies uh, <laughs> to the show. So, uh, I saw something yeah. about the craziness of Kubrick we need to discuss, but oh. Okay. Yeah, we'll have to do that. Anyway, uh, let's get out of here. Thanks, everybody. Um, and uh, Gordon, uh, you know, keep keep doing what you need to do, and let let us know if there's anything we can do for you. So, appreciate it, man. Uh, thanks, everybody, and check the the show out next week. Bye. <laughs>